today's Leading Women episode 531 with the wonderful Jared Arthur. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Jared Arthur. Jared Arthur is a self-defense and safety expert and the founder and chief instructor of MAMA, Mothers Against Malicious Acts, a customized self-defense for women and other specialized self-defense programs for women, children, and child care givers. Jared is one of the highest-ranking female crab maga black belt instructor in the United States or the U.S. She has been featured as an expert on numerous national platforms such as The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Good Morning America, Fitness Magazine, Shape Magazine, The New York Times, and more. Jared's passion is customizing her self-defense training and education programs to most effectively benefit the emotional, physical, and personal wants and needs of the women and children that she works with. To learn more, visit www.jaredarthur.com. That's www.jaredarthur.com. Jaredarthur.com. Women of the world, Miss Jared Arthur. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be on today. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Jared, I really love what you're doing with your business, especially with Mama. I mean, that's a perfect mm-hmm. name uh, that you have there, Mothers Against Malicious Acts. I love this niche that you've covered there also. And you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment any time about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Yes, absolutely. So I actually have a pretty interesting story, which is that I never in my life had planned on starting my own business uh, and being an entrepreneur. That I did not think was in the cards for me. I went to college for environmental science and chemistry, and I was very passionate about being involved in helping the environment and helping to uh, 
really kind of clean up a lot of the pollution and uh, and re-envision how, how we exist in the world as it relates to our environment. That was the game plan. <laughs> and when I graduated from college with my bachelor's degree, I had moved home briefly with my mom. I was going to go back to school and start my master's degree. And she pressured me into taking a self-defense class because, as she said, you're a young woman and you're going back to college and it really is something that women should know. And I resisted it and resisted it and finally went in just to take the class, just essentially so that she wouldn't keep pressuring me to take it. And it was... It was like the biggest light bulb going off for me. It was very, very unexpected. And the the way that the training was, and more importantly, the sense of power that it unleashed in me right from the get-go was unbelievably instrumental. And it spoke to me on a very, very deep level to the point where um, I, I have been training and then eventually teaching self-defense ever since. And I, I didn't go back to school and I didn't pursue a higher education, at least a formal higher education in school. Uh, and, and this is what I do. And so for me, I think my story is, is perhaps slightly unusual, which is that I was not looking for this particular path in life. And I really, truly think that it found me. Um, so that that's a little bit of how I got into self-defense in the first place and how I kind of carved out this particular niche known now as Mama Self-Defense is um, that I was – basically I was listening to what customers that I already had around me were saying and, and what, what there was a need for, which is that I was teaching co-ed – self-defense classes that uh, were, I was teaching at an organization, at a company, um, so not in business for myself. And I, um, the classes were co-ed, they were very intense, aggressive, sort of in your face. Um, and, uh, and I was running the children's program, which obviously is not as aggressive, but it, what I teach is known for being a true reality-based system. And the moms would come in and they would tell me these stories in sort of a joking way about being in certain situations that didn't feel safe and how they would joke with their children who trained in self-defense that they'd have to hide behind their kids if anything happened. And obviously that was partially joking, but I would say to them, hey, why don't you come in and take a class? And they would say things like, ah, I'm not, you know, in good enough shape. I'm nervous about getting hurt. I'm nervous about training with men. I'm not, I've never thrown a punch in my life. I'm not aggressive. It doesn't feel comfortable to me. And so I quickly recognized that, um, that there was the desire to learn practical self-defense skills, but there was a lot of fear around the actual training. So I took that opportunity. I stepped away from my position working for a bigger organization and um, I struck out on my own and created Mama Self-Defense, which is essentially presenting effective, realistic, practical self-defense skills 
but in a way that really speaks to moms and other women that are responsible for the well-being of children. So how do you defend yourself when you're with your kids? How do you defend your children? And also, what lessons do you teach your children about personal safety and self-defense without completely traumatizing them and making it really scary? Mm, what a beautiful story you have there. And yes, it's not really common to hear such stories. I mean, uh, what a great experience. I mean, look at what happened to you. I mean, if you didn't get, if you didn't given, if you haven't given the opportunity that your mom was telling you, you didn't, you mm. never know what would, uh, what would come out from it. Like, for example, with you, with Jared, she, it was a light bulb. It was a light bulb moment for her when she finally uh, did that self-defense course that her mom wanted her to do. So you never know what opportunity lies behind that uh, event, behind what is that you you don't want to do or you haven't never thought of doing. So let, that's sort of really inspiring. So let's learn from how Jared took that. Uh, took that opportunity took that experience and uh, lis- listening really listening to what her clients what other people are are seeing that other problems are and now she's carved out that niche to help these moms to help these children to help specifically on self-defense uh, self-defense uh, mama self-defense and uh, in and in, in between and children too there's great niche that you have carved out there and i really appreciate you have this one other but what continues to inspire you doing this? I, honestly, I think it was the feeling that I got from the training. And I've been a competitive athlete my entire life. The training, there definitely is a physical component to it. But what was surprising to me when I, and it took a while actually for me to really figure out what it was. <clears throat> I knew that the, I knew that it spoke to me. I knew that it spoke to me on a really powerful level. It took me several years to really sort that out. Uh, and for me, it was it was really what I've come to think of is a pretty universal experience among women and also probably among some men, but certainly a universal experience among women where at certain times in our lives, we have the perception that we're vulnerable or um, or potentially helpless if we are um, if we're intimidated by somebody or there's somebody that's making us feel uncomfortable, uh, we're home alone and something goes bump in the night, there, there's, there's somewhere deep down in, I think, all of us, the fear that we're going to be targeted as a victim of a violent crime and we are not going to be able to survive. We're not going to be able to fight back. And I believe that that fear, and it's more present in some people, and it's more buried in others, and oftentimes we um, we make ourselves feel better and pacify that fear by covering it up with um, things such as, well, I'm not the right demographic. I live in a um, I live in a really safe neighborhood. I, I you know, while well, my husband's always home, and I never go out at night, or what, whatever the case may be. But I do believe that that. Fear is underlying in, in, I believe, all women. I have yet to meet a woman that, um, that hasn't shared this experience in some capacity. And I believe that that, that that fear, that deep down fear, holds us back in some way from other aspects of our life, whether it is not having as much confidence to get out of um, an unhealthy relationship, either an unhealthy work relationship Um, an unhealthy social relationship, an unhealthy romantic relationship, 
um, whether whether it's taking that big leap of faith and and walking away from your job in order to start your own business where there's a huge amount of risk involved. Um, I, I really do think that in in ways small and large, that that fear deep down affects our sense of power and our confidence to um, to to really take the risks in life that um, that feel the most scary. Hmm. Yeah, I totally uh, relate with what you said. Yeah, that fear, especially that fear of not feeling safe, you know, not the fear that, that we're not confident about uh, going out there or whatever it is that you want to uh, embark on, not just uh, with yourself, security for yourself, but in business, for example, there's that there's that underlying fear. And when we have that confidence, and one of that one is having uh, learned self-defense techniques that uh, Jared and her company teaches others, that gives you that confidence, that sense of power, that at least you have something in you that you that can protect yourself, that can protect others as well from uh, from assault, for example. And that's the beauty of having experts like Jared who can really teach and empower others to ha- to do this, to have that se- that self-defense, to have that, uh, that skill, that technique that can help us boost not only our confidence, but have that sense of power in it within us. Great inspiration. Now, yeah. let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Top three personality traits that, um, that have helped me the most in business. I think probably the first one is, is compassion. Um, I, you know, I think that, I think that success in business always, but particularly these days, comes from um, when we are able to find a business that really serves people, that solves problems, that really truly benefits people in, um, in some way. And so I think that for me, that has always been the driving, the driving factor. I mean, I, I think that if I were to have got into business to make money or because I wanted to be my own boss, I don't think that I would be as successful. And I think that that success going forward is going to be really fueled by my deep down desire to empower women, to make women safer and kids, to to help women and kids exist in the world in a safer way. And, and so that um, that compassion and desire to really create an impact, even if a small impact, but a lasting impact nonetheless with the clients and customers that you work with and with, with who you are in the world. Um, I think that is, I think that is so, so, so important, um, for entrepreneurs and people going into business. So compassion would be the first one. I think visionary would probably be the second. And, um, and it has also sort of been my downfall, <laughs> visionary, because oftentimes I, I look really big and I can see the, the end goal um, and I know exactly what I want the business to look like in 10 years and down to the minute little details. And then it's connecting that path leading up to that final goal, which has 
been consistently the biggest challenge for me. So taking my long-term goals and breaking them up into short-term goals. Um, but you know, with mama there, there is not a program anywhere in the world that's doing specifically what I'm doing. And so that is something that is a double-edged sword for me. One, it's fantastic because I've created something unbelievably unique. On the other hand, it makes it much harder to be successful in a business that has not been established yet. Um, there, there are customers that there's customer education that needs to be done. It's not just an established market that you can just um, jump into um, really easily. <clears throat> and um, so, I think that um, I think that the that being a visionary and be able to to see those possibilities. Um, that has been really helpful for me as well, especially getting into a business that that doesn't um, that doesn't entirely exist that I kind of had to create. And probably the last one I would say is um, is probably tenacity. I think I um, this is a double edged sword as well because uh, I'm I'm not the easiest person to get along with in my personal life um, <clears throat> and sometimes in my business life as well. But that um, that drive and that fire to push through obstacles and to take risks um, is absolutely essential if you're going to be an entrepreneur because you are certainly going to experience much more failure than success going into business on your own. And, um, and some days it's going to get to you, but in the long run, it's if, if you are not able to create a thick skin and to push through all of the no's and the setbacks and all the obstacles – uh, being in business for yourself is probably not the direction that somebody should be going in. All right, so that's compassion, being a visionary, and tenacity. Great personal qualities or traits here that George shared with us. And yes, I share with you that being visionary, I mean, I myself is like that, but putting the pieces together, the small the steps that get to that one that's the one I'm challenged with but being a visionary is really helpful because it helps you see the possibilities it helps you see the long-term goal the end goal great personal qualities here and the good thing is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits into our lives so having that compassion being a visionary and tenacity Right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Uh, it's a great question. I think that um, I think that the three biggest challenges, actually, for me, I'm still working on. Um, I I I feel pretty confident that I can't say that I have completely tackled um, my biggest challenges, and and that is that in and of itself is a really important trait I think to have as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, which is to continue to remind yourself that this is that it's a marathon. It's a, it's a very long process. Um, and there are no overnight successes both in the actual business itself, nor are there overnight successes and overcoming obstacles. Um, <clears throat> so I think it is a pretty consistent process for me. Um, 
three biggest challenges. I, I think I've actually already kind of hinted at them or, or touched upon them. For me, in my particular line of business, um, it has been it has been the the actual business that I'm in. Both in that I've started a program where there really isn't a proven market in it. So uh, you know, it's something very simple. Like even when I'm choosing uh, keywords to focus on for SEO on my website, there really aren't any search engine queries that are you know that's self defense for mothers. Uh, self-defense for women, yes. Um, self-defense for kids, yes. But that it's not a market that is established, and that's been very hard for me to um, to overcome and work through. As well as the fact that you know, I I am what I do is I essentially ask women to go to this really scary place, and in order to take the training you have to be willing to acknowledge that there is a possibility, even if it's a small possibility, that you might actually have to use this stuff. And this is really scary for women. So overcoming uh, the, um, the fear and the hesitation that comes from that fear uh, for the training has been really tricky for me too. Um, so, and that's, and that's something that I'm still working on. I've, I've been trying hard to... Um, I, I don't believe in selling through fear tactics. I believe in selling through positivity and and what you gain. So a lot of the a lot of the work that I've been doing in business has been um, to really focus on that confidence that you gain, how it feels after you do the training, um, peace of mind, empowerment, things like that. The next challenge, I would say, is probably exactly what I said before, which is that being a visionary has has definitely helped me become successful, but it's also made it very difficult because oftentimes I struggle seeing the smaller details or the sections, steps that go into achieving that end goal. And for me, I when I went into business for myself, I had zero formal business education or even business experience. I had always worked in laboratories and research stations. I had never even worked in retail. Um, so I, I literally had zero business experience. And, um, and so there's been a lot of me just having to figure things out as I go and, um, and to ask a lot of questions and to get over being hesitant to ask for help is a huge one. Um, and is that two or three? Did I get to, (laughs) I'm packing a lot of information in there. (laughs) Yeah. But those are huge lessons in those uh, challenges that you shared with us. I certainly can relate to them. I mean, what it's most especially with you, I mean, in any business, I'm sure, uh, marketing our business is one of the biggest challenges, but one of the most important skills, one, is one of the most important tasks that we as business owners need to do. So this challenge, yes, that Georgia shared with us, I'm sure we can all relate to it. I totally can, but let's learn from how she was able to overcome them so that when it happens to us, we now know what to do. 
All right, Jared, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Hmm. Another really good question. This is something that is a work in progress for me, as I'm sure it is for for all of the entrepreneurs out there. Um, you know, it's your business is your baby. And, um, you know, and to be an entrepreneur means you have that fire um, and, and oftentimes it makes it very difficult to step away from the business. Um, for me, I, I've done a couple of things. I, I know that for me, my physical fitness and my own personal training is incredibly important. Um, it's important to me as a value. It's also important to me um, in terms of how productive and valuable I can be as a business owner. I'm just a better, I'm a better business owner um, and I have more energy and, um, and, and all of that when I'm in shape and when I'm training the way that I want to train. And for me, um, it meant making my physical fitness a priority in, in, in one particular way, which is that um, I know that for me, I train the best in the morning. And um, I had tried for a couple of years you know, to train in the evening at the end of the day and fit it in. And what I found for me was um, I just, the training was lousy. It was very difficult for me to motivate. I didn't have a lot of energy. It just wasn't the right time for me. But at the same time, I, I knew that I was most productive in business in the morning. So it was a, it was really a struggle for me. And I compromised by um, deciding to add my training back into the morning, but to add it in very early. So I get up early and I start my training at seven. Um, I train for uh, between one and two hours and then I eat a nice big breakfast and then I get to work. And for me, um, making that training a priority and saying, you know what, even if I start work at 10 instead of at eight in the morning, um, it really sets my day up in a much better way. So not being afraid to, um, to tell, to, to look at your qualities as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and to say, what makes me the best entrepreneur that I can be? Maybe it's time with your kids. Maybe it's going for a walk with the dogs or going for a hike or doing the workout. And then you look at that and you say, well, when, when is it the most important and most beneficial for me to spend that time doing that? Well, if it's with your kids, you might not have that option because the kids go to school. So it might be early in the morning. You want to wake them up. Um, and when they, you know, give them breakfast, send them off to school. And then when they come home in the afternoon, um, but it's important that you block off that time, you know, so if it's with your kids and you know that it's most important for you to, to see them before they're sleepy and off to bed, then you set it, then you, you just shut it down and you ha you ha just simply have to, um, make that sacrifice in your business because it will, it will make you a much better business owner. So maybe saying, you know, I'm not going to answer any emails between three o'clock and five o'clock. 
uh, you know, the laptop gets shut down, the phone gets turned off, um, you know, and, and understand that whatever you might potentially lose in business in terms of, well, maybe it took a couple of hours to respond to that important email instead of responding to it right away, it is, it is going to be far less significant than what you stand to gain from really devoting the really devoting to the parts of your life that are going to make you happiest and healthiest and and of course a better business owner. Mm, love your perspective on this uh, work life balance that yes I agree with it uh, all of us are challenges I mean I am, cha- I am challenged with it on a daily basis but I love those uh, tips that you shared with us and especially making training a priority doing physical activities that not only enhances your physical well-being but your emotional your mental your uh, spiritual well-being as well and find that flow I mean if you are a morning person if you love training in the morning do that one first thing in the morning. And I find that one really helpful for me as well. I mean, I came from a night shift mode, being a nurse, working a night shift. But when I switched uh, to doing my my business full time, I had to switch my routines as well. It took a lot of struggle, but I am... I am grateful that today, I mean, doing that consistently. I mean, there are days that I don't want to get up. I don't want to do my training in the morning. But it's... I formed a habit, I formed a ritual, I formed a routines that it's just automatic in the morning. So find that flow and there are going to be resistance to start with until you find out what works for you. I think that's the beauty is that when we have our business, we have that flexibility that we can do yes. yeah, with time. So take advantage of that. Yeah, find your flow, get that focus time. I think that's the main thing here that uh, Jared just um, shared with us. So thanks for sharing those. All right, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And where that success flows into our areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also see that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Mm. Um, for me, everything comes down to um, how many women and kids I can equip with practical, effective self-defense and personal safety skills and the confidence to use those skills. That, that is my whole thing. So, um, you know, my business model, um, and it's still a work in progress, but my business model is moving in a direction where I can focus more on virtual training, even though it's not as effective as personal one-on-one training. There are so many people all over the country and all over the world who I simply am not going to get a chance to get in front of and to teach, um, and who might not have a realistic practical training option that they feel comfortable participating in locally to them. So for me, it's about really um, continuing the transition to online, to virtual um, and digital materials 
so that I could reach as many people as possible. So for me and my goal setting, um, you know, I have, I set up my benchmarks around, um, around my reach with people. So, you know, am I, am I reaching people around the country? Am I reaching people in the continent? Am I reaching people globally in the world, which is eventually where I, where I want to head. Um, so for me, I'm, you know, I'm tracking, who are my customers and where are they and, um, and where are they coming from? And, um, you know, and I'm, and I am looking at my Google analytics to see where my visitors to my website are coming from, because I, my goal is big. My goal is to reach as many people as possible. Um, so that is, that's how I personally measure my business success. Of course, the money is important. It's important to, you know, to have a lucrative business because it, it affords you the opportunity um, to um, to be able to continue to to work for yourself in a way where um, you're not super stressed out about you know where where is my rent going to be coming from um, and things like that. So yes, the, the money is definitely important. But for me, success in my business is really measured by just how many people. Um, I'm able to equip with the with the skills and the training that I'm putting out into the world. Mm, success is about the number of of people that you can help with the training that you're providing. Great perspective, I know, and I truly believe also that's the true essence of success when we know that we are able to reach as many people as possible with the value that we provide, that we are able to impact and make a difference in their lives. I truly believe that that's the true essence of success as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for Mm -hmm. us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success, or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs, knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? I know it's so hard to trim them down to only three. Um, I think that one of the biggest ones is to um, is to develop a support system of like-minded people. And one of the downsides of being an entrepreneur, and in particular being a solopreneur, is that it's a pretty lonely world, and oftentimes. Um, our family members and our friends um, have difficulty understanding really what it's like. I mean, it's being an entrepreneur is absolutely amazing. You make your own schedule and you're your own boss and you can create anything you want to create. But there, there are all these downsides to it as well. Everything sits on your shoulders. Um, and, um, and there are certainly some aspects of having a traditional nine-to-five um, or uh, or some other traditional job where you know exactly what you need to be doing and you know the exact paycheck you're going to get 
and you know, and and you have a whole support team around you. And so I think being a, an entrepreneur can can be a pretty lonely world. And something that I wish that I had um, really made a point of doing when I first struck out on my own um, is to reach out to to have reached out to other entrepreneurs um, to have looked for a mentor or a coach really would have been tremendously helpful for me, which I, I did not have. I really just kind of, you know, struck out on my own. And um, it made the darker moments, the moments of self-doubt and the obstacles that much more difficult to navigate um, when I didn't have somebody to to bounce those feelings off of or somebody to say, hey, look, I know exactly what you're going through. You know, here are some ideas um, you know, or even just like, hey, let's go out and grab a coffee, <laughs> you know, and talk about something else. Just, just, um, just a support system. Um, even if it's not a huge one, even if it's just somebody else, but somebody who understands what it's like to be in our position, um, and can provide support for you. So I think that would be, um, that would be a big piece of advice that I would have. Um, Another one is to to really do your your research into who your ideal customer is, and um, it, it's a really tricky line to tread because we get into business um, because it's a reflection of what we're passionate about, and our businesses are so often a reflection of who we are and what we value. Um, which is fantastic. The, the trick is, is that um, often, and I've certainly found this to be the case with me, um, often I make business decisions based on my own personal preferences and what I want. And you are not necessarily your ideal customer. Um, so really getting into the nitty gritty and not just saying, well, my ideal customer is women. My ideal customer is mom you know, really getting into what, you know, what age, where does she live? What is her name? What does she look like? What does she do on the weekends? What books does she read? What TV does she watch? What websites does she visit? I mean, you really, really need to know um, who exactly, and it can change, but you need to know starting out who exactly you are creating this business for and make sure that you're checking in every step of the way um, to make sure that the messaging, the look, the everything that you're putting out there um, is for this ideal customer and not for you. <laughs> um, third one, hmm, there are many to choose from. Um, Get good at asking for advice and asking for help, which probably links back to the first one. But um, there, you know, we wear so many hats as entrepreneurs, and um, and and if I had if I had built up my delegation skills from the beginning, um, or maybe even my bar bartering skills, I think that I would have I would be much further along than I am now. You know, so um, relinquish some control. Understand that. Uh, be okay with knowing that that you just simply can't know everything, and reach out to people. I mean, the worst that'll happen is they'll tell you that they're either not interested or they don't have time to help. Um, you know, and then you go on to the next person. But um, but struggling with something 
you know, for days or weeks or months or even years when, when you could actively seek somebody um, who can provide some pretty instantaneous relief is, um, is, a, is a fantastic and important skill to have. Mm, golden nuggets in those uh, tips mm-hmm. that you shared with us. And I love how you elaborate it so well for our listeners. So the first one is to develop a support system of like-minded people. I mean, network with other people, join a mastermind, get a mentor. This is huge. And like what uh, Georgia shared with us, being a solopreneur, most especially, can be a lonely world, but you, it does, you don't have to do this business alone. There are a ton of groups, resources that we can tap into, uh, uh, joining groups, for example, both online and offline. So don't do this business alone. Be around people that are moving in the same direction as you. The second one is to do your research on who your ideal client or who your ideal customer is. This is really huge, especially for our listeners out there who are just starting out. It's really important to know, to dig deeper into who you are serving, who your avatar, as they say, because if you know, if you know the ins and outs, on what their problems, what their frustrations, their fears, you'll be able to provide the solution that they are that they want from you. So I cannot stress it enough. And of course, the third one, which is really hard, especially for us women, is <laughs> to get good at asking for help and receiving help. I mean, sometimes we are so worried that we don't want to bother people, but it's all about asking people. And you know, what, what I found out is that people really want to help. It's just to ask for it. People are willing to go the extra mile in helping you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Great tips here that Jared just shared with us. Let's take action on them today. Lastly, Jared, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you. And then we'll end from there. Excellent. Um, I think that I, I, <laughs> I, I could talk and talk and talk. I mean, you could probably do a three-hour podcast with me. Um, but like I said in the very beginning, I think that the biggest benefit um, that, that your listeners can get from working with me or connecting with me um, is, is, just to, is just to start learning some really basic tools that will help you exist in the world in a safer way. And um, it is the complete opposite of making you more paranoid or more fearful. It, it is, it's the complete opposite of that. Having just a few a few little skills, a few little tools in your toolbox, knowing that in an absolute worst case scenario, um, you can 100% survive, you will survive. Um, you can stand up for yourself and set boundaries um, and, and protect your kids and teach your kids how to be safe as well. There's such a huge amount of power that comes from that knowledge. So I really think that that is the biggest benefit. Um, heading to my website, is probably the best way that you can find um, my products and services. If you are local in the LA area, um, I do private workshops and open public workshops as well. So please reach out to me for that. And I have a ton of completely free information, techniques, and videos um, both on the website at jaredarthur.com. I have a huge blog section um, plus a bunch of other great resources for information and also on social media. You can find me as well. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Train with Jarrett. 
and YouTube and Twitter. My handle is at Jared Arthur. And then lastly, I am doing a really, really exciting thing in October. It's the first one that I'm doing. Um, I am running and hosting a retreat called the I Am Power Retreat. And it's going to be held in Austin. And there's going to be a training component to it where we're going to be doing a lot of um, self-defense training in different scenarios. But we also have some fantastic grounding meditation and yoga. It's going to be an entire weekend. And I'm so super excited about it. If you're interested at all, you can always email me through my website or you can visit that specific website, which is called IamPowerRetreat.com. And that's in October in Austin that I'm so excited about. Mm, lots of exciting stuff happening mm. in the future. So watch out. Go to the link www.jarrettarthur.com. That's J-A-R-R-E-T-T-A-R-T-H-U-R.com. I highly encourage you to go there now. At least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there. Learn from what she's putting out there. She has videos. She has trainings. And if you're local in LA, you can you, you can definitely connect with her for a, for an on for an in person training or um, or like that and uh, watch out for the retreat the i am power retreat that she's hosting in um, october in austin and you can find out more about that but uh, through i am power retreat.com or through her website jaredarthur.com i'll make sure to have this on our show notes so for our listeners out there get in the game this is an area that i'm sure we can all learn from women's self-defense most especially for you, our listeners, this is an area that we can, I'm sure we can all learn from. So go learn from Jared uh, on this. Go to her website, jaredarthur.com and watch out for her retreat coming up in October in Austin and connect with her through email or through her social media handle as well. Again, that link is www.jaredarthur.com. Jared, thank you so much for being so generous of your time, of your story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women oh, of the thank world. Thank you so much. Yes, we appreciate you and we wish you more success in business and in your life podcast your passion yes did you know you can podcast your passion make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about that's how i got to do what i'm doing talking to wonderful women every day here are today's leading women want to learn how i did it go to podcastyourpassion.com that's www.podcastyourpassion.com Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.